You're listening to the Mile You're In podcast. Everything running related from 100 meters to 100 miles. And now here's your host, Phil Patterson Jr. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mile You're In podcast. Before I get into the episode, as always, let me thank my Patreon supporters, Becky, Francine, and Mr. Anonymous for continuing to show their love each and every month on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the show, the link is in the show notes, or you can hit me up on social media and I can explain it in more details for you. I also want to shout out, I wish I would have got your name, uh, but on Friday, I took my son to go see my uh, some of my friends at my old job, old co-workers. And while I was there, a gentleman came up to me and was like, hey, are you are you Phil? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I love your podcast, man. And it just, rem- it, you know, it made my day because it reminded me of what I just said on the last episode that it's not how many listeners you have. It's the quality and type of listeners you have. And that was a, a reminder that there are people that are listening and, and people that enjoy the stories I share and, and the lessons I try to teach and what I do on this on this show. So I, I appreciate that. If you're listening, I'm sorry, I, I didn't even think to ask your name, but uh, that compliment and the support, uh, it means a lot. It, it definitely made my day. And with that said, I want to just get right into this episode and I, I don't know where to really start so I, I guess I'll just start from the beginning because I think the title kind of gives it away that this is something that has happened twice now um, but last September uh, in t- 2023 I um, oh wait no we are in 2020 <laughs> 2022 oh god um, I'm not feeling very well I probably should have waited to put this out, but um, I have nothing else to do right now because I'm supposed to be resting. So <laughs> I wanted to do it. I need something to do. Um, so in September 2022, I was out for my typical Sunday run. You know, I, you know, around that time, 20 to 40 miles was my average. So this run was like a 26 to 27 mile run. I think it was somewhere in between 26 and 27. Uh, at that time, I was doing those runs where I would drive out to locations and run just to fill in more spots on the map that I was trying to do. So this was out and I, I believe it was Wellington. I, you know, it was about an hour drive. I got there real early in the morning. This is when I used to do my runs sometimes one, two in the morning and just from the the get-go I I didn't feel good I did not feel good at all Um, even at like mile two and three I started thinking of like shortcuts I could take just to make it shorter and and at least try to hit 20 but I just was not I did not feel like I had it in me to even mentally push as much as I usually do so around mile three i ended up using the bathroom and and it kind of made me feel a little better and got me moving a little faster so i kind of pushed through that but i could tell about seven eight miles in that 
it was way more humid than typically and my sweat rate was way higher than it normally is and at that time I was running with an old phone I didn't run with my working phone so I just had a phone strictly for music so I couldn't really use Google Maps or anything to search the area around me to see where a store or gas station would be and I couldn't even really trust like just general knowledge of the area because it was still so early in the morning around four or five o'clock at these times that I didn't know if anything would even be open. So I had to kind of be careful with my hydration that I did have on me because I had to try to make it last until I could get somewhere where I could buy something as well as refill what I had on me. So, you know, I'm, I'm pushing through the best that I can and trying to be safer with my pace. And I get about halfway and I start feeling like that that cramping and the dizziness and lightheadedness and I went to sit down on a railing and as I sat there I actually started to feel worse so I, I I just decided all right let me get up start walking and just just be cautious maybe walk a little bit more or, or walk until we find a gas station but we really got to just pace ourselves here and try to conserve the the hydration at this point until we find something so we get we i get to a gas station refuel rehydrate bring a little extra with me knowing what's going on and i start to feel better and i get moving faster again and i figured okay i'm i'm caught up now let me stay ahead of it and i felt like i was doing that um, but that was like one of the first times i ever found myself sweating even when I would take my walk breaks typically that's where the sweat would stop and I'd start to dry off or cool down but even walking I was still sweating at a high rate so I knew I had to definitely stay ahead of the hydration at that point so it I start to feel a certain way again and not having a phone to be able to look but thinking I know the area because I had run a lot of the cross streets over those couple of weeks, I assumed there was a couple stores going to be coming up in the next few intersections, but I was wrong. And by the time I did find something, I was so far behind again in my hydration that I really should have taken more at that gas station. But knowing i was only about four miles away i figured this would be enough to get me to my vehicle and i knew i parked at at a gas station that was 24 hours and and i would be fine i'd get there and get everything i need and then i'd be driving home in the ac and i'd be fine but that wasn't the case because about two miles later with about i want to say about two miles or so to go uh, i it really finally hit me and i was I was feeling dizzy, I was feeling lightheaded, like I was gonna throw up, I was gonna faint. Um, but I knew I couldn't stop because everything was gonna seize up on me. But it got to the point where I, I felt like it was worth that risk because I, I just envisioned myself fainting and falling out either on the sidewalk or into the road or some, you know, something happening and hitting my head or whatever. So I, I, I see a tree 
and it's close to like if you're familiar with like at least in florida we have a lot of these shopping plazas that have these like man-made looking lakes that are typically like one feet full of water um so the tree was next to this thing and i could see a breeze pushing the leaves on the tree and kind of making little uh what are they ripples in in the water so i'm like all right let me go sit down there maybe i can cool down and and feel better and then just walk the last two miles but the moment i sat down that cramping and seizing started happening so i got up quickly before it got too bad and i almost fell over just feeling like i was gonna faint so i had one of those moments that you probably have heard of read about seen on tv or sometimes in movies where you at at some point you get this level of fear you feel this level of danger that you kind of throw out your sanitary rules you you get this level of i'll do anything i have to to survive and that's that's the mode that kicked in in my brain as I looked around seeing nothing that was going to get me a <laughs> keep me safe other than this one foot body of water that I could possibly get into and maybe cool down like maybe if I got myself cooled down with the water but then also got up and got by that the tree with the breeze it, it would enhance the coolness and bring my body temperature down and get rid of all the symptoms I was experiencing. And even though that water, I, I, I checked, it looked shallow enough that there shouldn't be any gators in there, but, but there could have been the possibility of snakes. So I was still taking a risk, but also it looked and smelled disgusting, literally like poop. <laughs> and I was even kind of gagging as I got into the water because I was just like man this is so disgusting I'm gonna have to take about eight showers to clean this off of me but again I, I, I'm trying to stay alive here and stay safe and because again I didn't have my a working phone it was not like I could really call anybody for help so and actually before I get to that let me touch on that I eventually learned as I gave this phone to my son to play with later on months later and he accidentally called 911 and police showed up at my door I, I was they they explained to me that you know you hold on the power button long enough it'll call 911 and that's what he did and had I known this I would have done this during that run but again I didn't so in my mind I have a phone that doesn't have service I can't call for help so I get in the water, I, I stayed, I didn't let it go any higher than my shoulders because I did not want it getting in my mouth, nose, eyes, ears, none of that. I was trying to keep it shoulder down. Um, and I, I started to feel a little better. The cramping was stopping. I figured, okay, this could maybe get me at least another half mile to a mile. And because and, I seen intersections off in the distance. So I'm like, maybe at that one, there's going to be something or another one. So I go to get up and the cramping just, it got so bad. And, and I failed to mention this first, but this was also at the bottom of like a 15 to 20 foot slope. So I had to, I was basically having to walk uphill to get back 
of the sidewalk and the road. So I don't know if maybe that incline is what stressed out the muscles or maybe just again now putting all my weight back on these muscles where in the water I was floating and took the, the pressure off. But the, the my legs seized up and cramped up so bad that it literally crippled me. I fell like hands and knees into the grass and knowing that there's very few cars driving by and the ones that are probably aren't going to hear me i i did my best attempt for a couple minutes literally screaming for help hoping somebody would hear hear me at the bottom of this hill but it, i i felt like that was hopeless so i was grabbing the the grass so hard that i could feel that like i was pulling the grass out of the the dirt that it was in to like pull myself up because again my legs were cramped I couldn't crawl so I'm pulling myself up till I get to the top of this you know incline and I get to the sidewalk and then I like just start rolling on my side you know like that stop drop and roll thing I start rolling till I get to the sidewalk and I have my vest and I'm kind of like waving it just like hoping somebody's gonna see me and and stop and in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I I, I look dirty now because I just got in this nasty water. I got a scruffy beard. I, they probably think I'm homeless and I'm strung out on drugs right now, having some kind of issue episode and no one's going to stop for me. But I just still kept waving the the vest, hoping somebody was going to going to stop and. I almost got hopeless to be honest like I remember rolling over face first putting my head right into the to the sem the cement and just kind of praying like <laughs> I don't know what else to do God like I'm screaming for help I'm waving down nobody's stopping because now I could there were cars that could see me at this point so I'm like I don't know what to do like I can't call for help and this is it like I'm gonna probably die right here like I, that, that that was the thought going through my head and I heard a voice kind of off in the distance and I lifted my head up and, and I see this guy running he had parked his car in, in the lane and just started running over to me and asked me what was going on and I explained to him and he, he's like I got a bottle of water in my car and he goes and he grabs it and he gives it to me and I'm trying to drink it think you know just just to get something in me and He's like, hey, there's a gas station down the street. Give me a minute. Like, I'll go buy you some Gatorade and, and some more water. Uh, I'll be right back. And and he went, but I guess it was closed. So he's like, hey, you know, like, do you want me to call 911? And I'm like, no. I'm like, I really don't want to do this. Like, I know two miles from here, I'm parked at a at a 24-hour gas station. Like, can you throw me in your trunk? I don't care. Like, just drive me there and, you know, I'll give you my card so you can run in the store and buy me what you need. You could drop me off in the grass by my truck. I don't be there. I should be okay. So, um, he had, I, I, I don't know if, if I realized this initially or maybe like afterwards, but I guess his girlfriend or his wife, a woman ends up getting out of the passenger seat and they both, you know, do that thing where I put my arm around each of their shoulders and they kind of dragged me because I couldn't really bend my legs. They were cramped up and I, so I was kind of being drugged to their vehicle 
they had like a i think it was like a suv something like that a tahoe or something but they they put me in the pack the back and i because i couldn't bend my legs they had to leave the 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 trunk open so here i am like hanging on to the seat their back seat with my legs hanging out meanwhile this other lady pulls up seeing what's going on and she's like do i need to call 911 i'm like no 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 i'm fine she's like all right well let me ride behind you guys just in case he falls out <laughs> like nobody runs him over um and i realized she's already on the phone with 911 and I'm like, no, dude, like you can hang up. And she's like, well, I'm going to stay on the phone with them just in case. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So they they drive me down the street into the gas station where my car is parked. The the, the couple runs in. They get me some Gatorade, some water. Um, they even bought like a bag of ice to, to put on me to try to bring my body temperature down. And it's just not helping. And obviously at that point, I'm so depleted that it would it would have taken more than that or it would it's not gonna um i'm not gonna feel better instantly right it's gonna take some time but i just i wanted to feel better right away i needed to it was just the pain was excruciating i i relate it to when i've dealt with my back spasms and sciatica issues like it was excruciating and crippling and I finally, the lady's on the phone with, like, she's asking me all these questions because I could hear her. she had it on speakerphone and the 911 operator is asking her questions about me and she's, like, trying to answer them and then asking me and I'm like, tell them I'm this, tell them that, tell, <laughs> like, giving them the information. And finally, I'm just like, yeah, you know what, just tell them to send the ambulance because, like, this, this is bad. Like, I, I, I'm in danger. So the ambulance comes and they put me in and they're trying to um, like, I forget what it was they were trying to do, but they were checking my vitals at the same time. And they're like, look, cause I was like, can you just give me an IV? And they're like, well, no, we like, if we do that, we have to take you to the hospital. Um, if, if, if it's not something we could do right here, you know, maybe just let you sit in here with the AC and give you some fluids. No, like if we got to do IV, you got to go to the hospital. And it was just so bad. I was like, all right, well, well, let's do it. And it was on the way. So I asked them, you know, I was like, here, I got my key. <laughs> Can you like my truck is parked right here at this gas station. Can you, um, can one of y'all just run in, grab my phone, grab my wallet, and and let's go. So they did it. The guy hopped out, got my stuff. They take me to the hospital. They they um, told me that it was like I had done severe damage to my liver. My liver or my kidneys? One of the two. Maybe both. Uh, they, they're like, look, it can be like it's, it's not... Um, what's the term like it's fixable but they're like we got to pump you with these fluids to get your body operating at the right way in the right way so that your your organs and everything can work and start to help your body recover um so it's like it's not a permanent damage but like it's we need to take care of you right now type of damage so uh, you know i'm in the, in the er and they're, they're asking me these questions and 
they're like, you know, what were you doing? And I said, oh, I was, you know, running like 26 miles. And they're like, that alone, they were like, what? That's crazy. And I was like, I mean, I just did 65 last week because this was the week after I, I had run Wildcat and just dropped out at like the 65 mile mark. So I'm like, ah, I just did 65 last week. They're like, 65? And because I was in my running gear, I literally just opened my arms so that they could see my tattoos where it says 100 miles. And they were like, wait, <laughs> you run on? And I'm like, yes. So I'm like, look, this isn't a first time. Like, I, I, this is normal for me. 26 miles is, is a light training run for me you know so once they got that in their head and they realized that i was not somebody just out doing something crazy for the first time like this was a normal thing for me they're like okay you know they, they kind of eased up on stressing certain things and asking certain questions um and they started me on the ivs they got me going everything started to feel better like dramatically and drastically uh, in a very fast and quick rate to the point where I was ready to leave after a couple hours, but they were like, no, uh, we need to make sure everything is working normally inside your body first. Um, we understand you feel better, but your, your vitals and your blood work don't look good. So they kept me, it was a, a little over 24 hours that I was there. Um, but once they could see I was using the bathroom regularly, I was moving around normally, um, my levels were back to normal. They they were still trying to keep me longer, but I'm like, no, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm, I'm good. Get me out of here. So they discharged me. And the next week I was back out doing another 20 to 25. I don't remember what I did the following week, but I was, you know, I, I took the week off and you know, seven days later, I'm back out there doing my run and I, I was fine and I've been fine since until this weekend. Now this weekend, what was weird about this is it was a lot cooler than that run. Like when I started to run, it was, it was like low seventies. There was a breeze. I wasn't sweating as much. Even when I did start sweating, um, like close to the halfway point because I was only doing 21 and a half this time um, I I felt like almost cold because I was sweating but the breeze and the cooler air was still kind of keeping my body temperature down so I was sweating but I didn't feel hot I never I wasn't feeling any of the cramping any of the lightheadedness any of the dizziness nausea none of that stuff like I felt great I was moving great I was singing and rapping along to my music. Like I felt so much different, like pretty much the total opposite compared to when this happened last year. So in my mind, nothing is wrong. I'm good. And I get to about like mile, I want to say like 15 and a half, close to 16. And I start to feel a hint of it. And I'm like, all right. I know I got the gas station coming up in two miles. So, you know what? Let's just, I'm going to walk a little bit more here until I get there. And I'm going to take it easy. And I, I walk into the gas station and I, I bought like an actual sandwich. Figured I'd get some grease, some salt, some sodium, get some food in me, get my, my drinks and everything. And I decided I was going to sit down 
and, and eat first. But I sat down, I took one bite of the food, felt like I was gonna throw up and started feeling lightheaded. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> like the title says, oh no, it's happening again. So in my mind, it's okay. We don't feel as bad as we did last year, but I feel those signs coming. Let me, let me walk, see how far I can get. I have my phone and now at this point, it's very busy. So even if something happens, someone's gonna see me if, if I happen to fall out and I need help. But I have my phone, I could call for help. So I walked the last four and a half miles. I get home. Um, I take a long cold shower. I eat something. I drink some fluids. I'm rehydrating. I'm resting most of the day with my feet up. And I just, my heart is like pal pal palpitating. Pal pal I, they said the word at the hospital. But my heart is fluttering. <laughs> I'm having, you know what I mean? Like the rate is high. The beats are strong. Um, there's no like chest pain or anything. But it's still like... I'm, I'm feeling dizzy. I'm feeling lightheaded. Um, and the heart rate is like the fluctuations and the inconsistencies had me nervous, had me worried. And I kept tr doing what I could, thinking I was going to feel better. And finally, about 12 hours later, about 9.30 at night, because I finished my run around 9. And around 9.30, I... I was like, I gotta go to the to the emergency room. Like, I can't. Well, actually, let me rewind because I did something first before that. I Googled because I was really trying to avoid going to the emergency room. I Googled mobile IVs, and there's actually companies that you can pay. A nurse will come out, and they have different IVs. So I paid this nurse for two IVs. And she gave me these hydration IVs. And while she was there and, and, and the IVs are getting in my in my veins and my blood stream and everything. And like I was feeling better. My heart rate felt like it still was like having issues, but like it was getting better. Um, I finally was feeling cold, which was good because I felt warm the entire day, no matter what I did. Um, I was starting to feel sleepy, which I hadn't felt tired at all. Um, I felt hungry. I wasn't really feeling hungry. So like things were, were feeling normal and, and getting back to normal. So I'm thinking, okay, this is good. Like this is, you know, I needed an IV, which is what I assumed. But an hour later, the symptoms are coming back. And that's what I was like, you know what, maybe I needed more. Or maybe it was the wrong kind of IV. Like it didn't have everything I needed. So that's where, you know, now I'm like, okay, I got to go to the emergency room. So I go and because of the symptoms they you know they're doing it all the ekg the cat scan the um x-rays they're doing all the tests and they're like your heart is fine it's just you know obviously potassium sodium like the different levels are, are kind of dangerously low and need to be raised so they get me on the ivs and again they felt like i was good enough that they actually released me after a couple hours they didn't keep me overnight um, they thought they were going to but they ran the test and they looked and they're like you seem good enough for us to let you go and they did and 
I'm still I'm still even right now I kind of feel it like um, each day seems like it's getting a little better but at times I feel my heart starting to race and it, like yesterday I, I even contemplated going back to the emergency room um, but it subsided and I felt better and today I felt good during the day and again I get home and I don't know like it's just I think what I've noticed is when I'm moving because you're in motion you don't I don't feel it but when I sit down and settle down it's still kind of high and that's what concerns me is it's like that shouldn't be happening it's when I'm calm it, sh it should calm as well um, so I will definitely monitor it and if it doesn't improve I'll, I'll go and see somebody because um, it's kind of lingering longer than than it should um, but partial part of me wonders if it's kind of also me stressing when I feel it and kind of anxiety causing like a stronger heart rate so I'm, I'm trying to play it out but uh, it's starting to linger like I feel like it should be better by now it, it shouldn't be I should feel better almost was it 72 hours now since well 48 hours since the IV so um I really, I kind of just wanted to get on here and share those stories because I, again, I, I had been meaning to tell the the last year's version, <laughs> but uh, just other topics were coming to mind first, and then this happened, so I was like, I definitely am going to talk about it. But now that I have trying to just sit around and do nothing, uh, I have more time, so I decided to do this, but. Um, you know, one of my friends asked me, like, how are you going to tie this into life? And I, I said, I'll just, I'll think about it, maybe wing it. And another friend was like, oh, is this going to be a, a, an importance of hydration issue? And yeah, I'll say that like, it is important to stay hydrated, but that's the thing. Like with, with both of these runs, I didn't do anything different than every other Sunday. Uh, it's just the weather crept up on me and this time because I was remembering the symptoms from last year I was smarter than I was then because I, I knew what to do to be safer and to to prevent the symptoms from getting worse but it still was a different scenario and it, it's like I've run 100 mile races in worse weather than this and been perfectly fine so it's like I, it's not like I did anything different that I feel would have triggered this so trying to find that one factor that would have caused this I can't everything was done the same as it always has been so I, I don't know what hidden root cause is there but we got to find it because uh, I got to make sure this doesn't happen again um, I got to be safer I got to be smarter so as somebody else said maybe it's age um, and that, I guess that's where I'll tie it in that we have to we have to make adjustments you know I'm going to be 40 soon um, my eating habits are not the best 
it's probably something I'm gonna have to consider changing soon. My drinking habits, you know, more water. I need to consume more water and more electrolytes, not so much soda. <laughs> you know, that hurts to say, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, we have to take care of our bodies, especially the older we get. So um, it's like everything in life, um, things change and there's things that, that are out of your control that you have to adapt to. And it also makes you grateful. Because uh, I miss running. I, I I would normally have run today. And I can't. And I'm probably not going to run for the next couple of days. And then, uh, you know, I get that antsy feeling. I want to get going. But, um, you know, it's... You have to adapt. There's going to be those obstacles. I talk about them all the time. And things change. Situations change. So uh, you just got to be smarter. Or you're, if not, you're going to keep putting yourself in the same situation. So uh, if you are an athlete, be smart. Take care of your bodies. Not just during, but also before and after. Uh, and learn from your mistakes if something goes wrong you gotta figure out what caused it why it happened and try to avoid it the best you can um hopefully i start feeling better here soon and get back running and hopefully by the next time i do an episode i can report back and tell you everything's fine and back to normal um so if you're if you're one of those prayer warriors, you're one of the praying type, then I could, you know, I will take and accept any and all prayers that y'all want to send my way. Um, if y'all are medical experts, y'all can send me some medical advice too. Some little home remedies and tricks you got up your sleeve. Feel free to send those my way too. But um, yeah, I just wanted to share those stories because. You know, a lot of people will see me on social media and posting these runs and everything looks good. Or you'll hear me sharing all these stories uh, where things go good or I feel great or I have success. And um, it's it's a reminder that we're not perfect. Our bodies are not perfect and we have flaws and we have weaknesses. And, um, you know, with technology and science, we have the ability to take care of ourselves better than we may have in in the past so you got to take advantage of that and the knowledge and wisdom um and the power of research you know technology is at our hands so um you got to do what you got to do to put yourself in a in the best situation physically mentally emotionally financially spiritually every aspect of life so um with that said, I guess that's where I'll leave you guys for this week is to really just take care of yourself and look into ways you can take care of yourselves even better and put yourself in the best position, especially if you got kids um, and you want to be around. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be here as long as possible for my son. Um, he was here with me when I was struggling and, you know, he wanted to play with me and I'm like, Hey, daddy, daddy can't play right now. Daddy's tired. And, and he could tell something was wrong. And he was like, do you need a Band-Aid? Do you have a boo-boo? And it's like, 
that's the love, the unconditional love of a child. And um, that's why we fight. So, uh, you know, take care of yourselves. Do what you got to do to be there for your kids and your loved ones that, that care for you and that, that want to see you around as long as possible. Um, so until the next episode, take care of yourselves and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Mile You're In podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, share, and subscribe.